0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm Joel, here with my dad. And I'm Rick. How are you? I'm good. So the way we do this podcast is I'll wake up with a weird thought in the morning sometimes. Quite often very weird. Or, yeah, yeah. when I had too much had pizza tacos or the night before, <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I to write that down. And then I throw the question out to dad and then I have no clue what he's going to say. We don't prep. I know it's hard to believe, but we don't prep for these podcasts. It is hard to believe as smooth and as... Flawlessly as they flow. So here's my thought. I woke up with this thought the other day. Does faith always mean expecting more? Or is sometimes the greatest act of faith lowering your expectations and being open to anything? (laughs) So there's this quote. We're really going to go on this one, huh? Yeah, I almost say. (laughs) I hope you got some notes there because I got nothing. Uh, C.S. Lewis, famous quote. It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling about with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us, like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. And I've seen that quote everywhere. I think I may have used it in one of my books. I think we've heard it several times on this podcast. So it's the idea is always like, well, God wants way more for you than you can even imagine. But
1: I wonder sometimes faith is maybe expecting less. Well, it's amazing with this quote. Most people don't know that C.S. Lewis was the original prosperity preacher. (laughs) I mean, yeah. God wants to give you more, more and more and more. more. You don't
0: even realize how exceedingly abundantly far above all we could ever ask or think.
1: Yeah. And because of that, I thought, you know, this is one of the situations where you need to figure out what the heck was he talking about? What was the context
0: yeah, I mean it's, it's in Surprise, but no, it's in um, it's Weight in the Glory. Weight of Glory, which is my favorite C.S. Lewis. Uh, right? It was actually a speech, but that's, that's my favorite C.S. Yeah. Lewis of
1: all. Yeah. Well, if you if you, you know that because I, I checked it out because when you know we've quoted you've quoted that one several times, and so I actually checked it out and thought, what the heck was he talking about? That quote actually starts in the middle of a sentence. It it isn't a complete quote within itself. He says because he, here's what he's saying. The context of this is he's talking about. Um, the fact that as believers, we, the people he was talking to had this, had this idea that stoicism was just like, that was the apex. You shouldn't desire to be happy. And the very fact that if you desire to be happy means that you're doing this Christian thing because of reward instead of out of love for God. And that's not as pure.
0: Right. So stoicism, Ryan Holiday is very, he's the stoicism guy these days and I love his stuff. But stoicism is like, remove all emotion from the equation. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sure Jesus would say that. Actually, he
1: didn't. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul. soul which would be your emotions. Which your emotions, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's okay to get excited now and then about Jesus.
0: Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah, so that's okay. So he was referring to stoicism. And
1: in context, yep. he said, "If we what he's saying is, if we consider, this is quote, if we consider the unblushing promises of reward and the staggering nature of the rewards promised in the gospels, it would seem
0: yeah, that... So he basically, I mean, John Piper talks about that in um, Desiring God. He basically says, he's Christian hedonism, we are called, we are made to desire great things. Yeah, But what we think are great things, which is what he's talking about here, sex right. and ambition are not actually great things. What our whole soul is really made for is this great epic greatness of who God
1: is. And uh, so. So, and we, we, some, that seems, you know, it's like in, in Corinthians where it talks about, so we focus on the unseen things rather than on the seen things. You go, hmm Say, what well, how do you focus on something that's unseen? But that's the way he's talking about here. We settle for the seen things. Mm. You know, like the little kid, you've seen those experiments where they say, they put the kids in the room and here's a cookie and you can each have one cookie now, but if you wait till I come back, you can have three cookies. Right. And how many kids wait for it? Well, I got the cookie right here in front of me now. Yeah. I'm going to go for that one. I can't see the unseen cookies. Well, the studies show that the ones that
0: hold out for the other cookie tend to do longitudinally like. Then life way better, a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, Delayed gratification. Yeah. Okay. So there it is. That answers our question right there. And start partially. Sometimes we, maybe it's not lowering expectations, but realizing there's a bigger payout later, but we want more now. So if you can hold out for the bigger payout later, maybe that's the actual true sign of faith. I've got right now, it looks like things are being cut back in my life. The pruning, um, cause I mean, that's, that's what I love about what Jesus says. He's like, Hey, if you produce a lot of fruit, you're going to get pruned. If you don't produce any fruit, you're <laughs> yeah. going to get pruned. You're like, wait, I'm getting pruned either way. You're getting chopped either way. So, yeah. uh, but so hopefully it's for producing fruits. You can produce more fruit. Uh, but it's the idea that like even cutting back sometimes as a sign of faith is in preparation for a long game. Yeah. Well, that's,
1: the other side, though, is that, that by the very essence of that question, does faith mean believing for more, or believing for less? I, I'm not even sure that's what faith means. It's, faith is not like some tool that we use to get stuff from God. Yeah. You know, I mean, faith is a matter of, okay, whether things are going well or things are not going well. I'm trusting that God is God and he's in control of this and I'm hanging on to him. You yeah. Know, it's like Peter said, well, are you going to leave me to where else are we going to go.
0: Uh, that was more of a heuristic device because yeah. I don't actually think that's what faith is. I'm actually right. convinced faith is awareness, period. I think faith is an ever-increasing awareness. Um, okay, of? Nobody likes that answer, but I'm working on a book on it. So just well, ha- hold, uh, out. Uh, hold out. Hold yeah. out, okay, the book is coming, okay. Yeah, I believe that faith is ever-increasing awareness that leads to transformation of how we see God in ourselves. Okay. And well, I think the battle is always for in- awareness of what is real, and faith is just an ever-increasing opening your eyes of what truly is real, because most of the time, what happens is we awakened to something that was already in front of us, but we weren't ready to see it
1: yet. Okay. Well, I guess that makes a little bit of sense. It totally I'll makes have to sense. wait for the book. Okay. It makes total sense. I'm writing uh, a whole book about it. i have to it. wait for the book. Yeah. But I, every time I say that, people are like, that's not what faith is. Faith is belief. And I'm like, Really, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I'm not sure what that means. Well,
0: either. the best translation I've ever seen of that, from what I've seen from from the uh, the writing, is that it's faith is the reality of things hoped for. So we want awareness of reality, is the goal. Okay, we're getting completely bunny trailed <laughs> here, but. Uh, but that's important too, because if we're truly aware, which is what he's saying, the more aware you become of what God's intentions are for you, the more you get in line ideally with what is truly going to bring fulfillment and purpose. And sometimes that means, I mean, this is the game Emily and I are playing right now. I call it a game, but it's our act of faith. We're hopefully not going to live in a tiny house forever. We want to get in a larger house, but right now it's the cutback to invest so that long game we can have this other plan. But a lot of times I think we see it as a failure if we're not going from what we would call glory to glory. And I think people look at our life sometimes and they're like, what in the world are they doing? Yeah, Like they went from this bigger house to a smaller house and you're in your forties now, shouldn't this be when you're like at the peak of your earning potential? And I'm like, I, I Oh, faith live, to yeah. me was it, faith to me is I'm cutting back
1: well we just yeah okay I see what you're saying yeah we uh, but the, the fact is we just live so far apart from true biblical Christianity it, you can't even compare the two it's apples to oranges really yeah I mean because again when you take things like well that Corinthians when I it says that for these light and momentary troubles are achieving for us eternal weight of an glory. eternal weight of glory which Go, is wait, what wait. that
0: whole book of C.S. Lewis the original quote was it from The weight of glory. Well, yeah, that's what I think. That's where it comes from. That particular
1: passage is where he got it from, that that weight of glory. But we don't in any way, I mean, our light and momentary troubles really are light and momentary. But he was talking to people that were being martyred for their faith, Mm. and he's saying that's light compared to what God has on the other side for you. And we can't even conceive of that because our light and momentary troubles really are light and momentary. So it's like, oh, when I get to heaven... I won't have to pay a mortgage or when I get to heaven, I won't have (laughs) this ingrown toenail or when I get to, you know, it's like we don't really understand. And that's what he was saying in the message is that these unblushingly huge promises of reward Mm. are beyond our comprehension and we shouldn't, it's okay to serve God for the reward that's in it. Or as one famous pastor's wife said, God may actually want you happy. You think he could actually want you happy? Right, which happy
0: is a whole podcast on what is it? Is it joy or happy or whatever? Yeah, yeah,
1: and I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're micro, micro dissecting Par- the words, yeah, yeah, to to try and worry with that, you know. But there can be a peace in the midst of, or there can be a happiness in the midst of even misery, you know. So that's where I think the the idea of cutting back.
0: I just don't. I don't know. I guess I think sometimes faith is: are you willing to cut back on what you think you need? in order for God to give you what you really need. And sometimes we have to uh, cut yeah. out, we have to cut out what we think the excess, but I don't, again, we live in such an abundant society. Most of us never have to cut out. We can yeah. just go get a loan. I'm thinking financially, right? You just go get a loan and they'll give you more than you you probably should get for houses. They've got some limits on, but with a car, I'm talking to people, $700 a month car payment. And they're like, I just don't mm. know how you can afford to travel. I'm like. Uh, cause I have a car that's got 210,000 miles on it and I paid $5,000 for it. That's how I can afford to travel. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: I don't have to spend $1,400 a month on car payments. Well, you know, part of it too is where, where do you, where do you choose your measuring line? Mm. Uh, do you, you know, when we lived in Central America, I mean, we drove old beat up cars. Everybody we knew drove beat up cars. We had a car. Oh, yeah, that's true. We were wealthy because yeah, we, we had a on car du- that actually ran and started most we of the time. We didn't have to
0: ride the chicken bus with most of the Guatemalans. Yeah. Though,
1: yeah. And so it's where you measure. And then when I came back here, I remember after church one time, a guy walked out and I'm getting him a car and he looked at me and says, you know, we have car washes here. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of washing the car. I mean, it's, a, it's an old beat up car. Why would you yeah. make sure it looks clean? And so it's all where you set that standard and we, we measure ourselves by ourselves. And so therefore, Ooh. oh my goodness, I only have a house that's got three bedrooms and there's only two of us, you know, and my neighbor, my friend has a big house and I want that, you know. Sorry, Second Corinthians 10.
0: Uh,
1: measuring ourselves. Yeah. It's yeah.
0: The, the intense one. It says when they, uh, but in measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves by themselves, they lack understanding. Yeah.
1: Or I think like, one of the passages is, is foolish and yeah. Yeah, it's never wise to judge yourself based on yeah. somebody around you. You know, it's interesting because like if you drive through old neighborhoods, um, I when we were in Corpus Christi, we would drive through this older neighborhood and there were these homes that were, you know, three bedroom, two bath, kind of modest homes today. And your mom would tell me, oh, this was a really wealthy neighborhood when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, this was this is where the rich people lived. And now it's just a modest neighborhood. I remember a fellow, he had gone to a Graceland and he, he, you know, one of the big deals was Elvis Presley had a movie viewing room in his in in the mansion there, you know. Right, and he said, "I went in that movie viewing room." He said, "I have a TV that's bigger than the screen in his movie <laughs> viewing room." You yeah,
0: know? probably a TV behind you right there, a seventy-five inch TV somebody gave me is right back there. Yeah,
1: huge, you know. Yeah, and it's just funny, but because again, again, the standards that we have for our homes, for example, you yeah, know? they're out of control. A nice little three two bedroom in this nice little suburban area was like that was really it, you know. Brick all the way around with air conditioning.
0: So, if you're wanting, I just think so many times we're like, you just need to have faith and believe for more. How do you know if faith in this season needs to be believing for less? I would
1: say believing for more. I would say, I would agree with that. You need to have faith and believe for more. But what more are you talking about? More of? More wealth? More, I'd like to have more relationship with the Lord. I'd like to have more insight into God. I'd like to have right. more insight into
0: more of the, it's really then more of the unseen.
1: Yeah, exactly. If, if you're talking about that as your define of more, oh yeah. yeah, my goodness, run after it, get all you can, be greedy as you can be in that area. But if you're talking about, oh, so I can have a bigger car or, you know, you learn, well, maybe some people never learn, you never own anything in this life. Yeah, It owns you. You get a house and immediately guess what? It owns you. You've got to maintain it. You got to, you wanted to go out and play golf or whatever this weekend, but you got to mow the grass. Yeah. You got to get the house painted. You got stuff owns us. You never own it. So it's the idea is, is what is the more you're looking for? Is it
0: spiritual more or is it stuff more? And I think most of us equate a lot of times in our world, we equate more with, you know, well, God's really blessing them. Look at that nice house and stuff they have. And, and I don't know, maybe entry level, like God meeting our needs, is that's a, an initial sign of faith. I, think I, I do is, think, yeah. I do think that initially at our entry level of faith, God's, it's like my daughter, you know, just, I want a deeper relationship, or but right now it's like, Dad, what can you get me? Yeah, like, and I think everybody starts our relationship with the Lord that way. It's like, God, what are you going to get for me? Because we have these basic needs, yeah. and that's where Jesus, when He says, "Hey, I know you're worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear." where you're going to live. But I'm telling you, even the pagans look after that. Like everybody needs that stuff. Yeah. You're not special because you think you need that. But seek first the kingdom of God. Oh, and it says, and your heavenly father even knows you need that. So he's like, mm-hmm. look, I made you. I know you need that stuff. Uh So stop focusing on it. Instead, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and all these things will be added to you as well. Yeah. So he's basically saying, if you aim at the
1: unseen, yeah, the
0: seen will materialize.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's kind of like what we talk about in Proverbs, uh, yeah. Psalms, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, which I think means, one, he will put the desires that he wants in your heart in there. But right. I think it also means that if you really have a desire for your heart for a particular thing, it's, it's probably gonna come if your delight's in the Lord. But if your delight's in, oh, wow, if I delight myself in the Lord, then I'll get that thing, then your delight's not really in the Lord, is it? You're really, it's kind of a manipulative way to get that thing.
0: Which goes back full circle to my question is sometimes faith lowering your expectations of what needs to be so that God can actually provide what you need because well, I think we get in our I mind this is what I need for such and such and God's like no I'll show you what you need if you'll trust me but we fill our what was it Saint Augustine said God is always trying to give us great things but our hands are too full to get anymore uh like he's like yeah I need you to open like release what you think you need and let me put in your hands what you actually need. Okay. So lowering your expectations of how, you know, the tunnel vision of it's got to be this way.
1: Yeah, okay, I can go with that. Yeah, yeah. I can see
0: that. I L- should have been a little
1: more clear about my question. but <laughs> Lowering your expectations. Yeah. Yeah, expectations is kind of a, that's a weird word. There must be a better word than that for, I'm trying to think of what that would be, but. Um, Boy, expectation is what you expect. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's yeah. like. Well, okay, that, okay. So it's like by expect meaning this is owed me. Mm. So yeah, I didn't think about it in that term, but a lot yeah, of people it that way. Well, yeah. yeah, if he owes me this, then I'm going to lower what he owes me. Yeah, you know, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Well, right. as you said, we don't prepare much for these. <laughs> well,
0: I don't know. I, it's just, I've just been thinking about it a lot because right now Emily and I are in a season of kind of we're just keep cutting back more and more, and it's like every time I think we're going to advance on something, I'm like, wow, it's more cut back.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing about that. It's like that give you the desires of your heart. I think you would you would say the same thing with this. Every time I've we've tried to cut back and felt like we were sacrificing for Jesus or something. Yeah, you can't. Oh, my goodness. There's these, no, it's not the same blessing in the same way. Oh, we tried to move into a smaller house, and all of a sudden, we own this mansion. Yeah. <laughs> but the blessings come in some other area in ways that you never even expected. I mean, things that we've and opportunities to do experiences we've had the fact that our kids are all walking with the Lord there's nothing more valuable in life
0: yeah than and to have and, your kids like that and you couldn't even come up with that expectation cuz it's like how do you tangibly put yeah. that in
1: yeah. yeah so i just think again if you'll just if you'll just commit yourself fully to his purpose what and then lower your expectations if you want to put it that way accept whatever comes that way right then He's got got blessing. All these things will be added unto you. Stuff you couldn't even have imagined. Sweetness and goodness and experiences and people and relationships and the really truly valuable things.
0: Which confirms what I'm already convinced I'm right about, but it (laughs) confirms it even more, is if faith is awareness of what is real, let God show you what is real and don't put a blinder on yourself of what you think it needs to be. And so it's like, God's got exceedingly abundantly far above all we could ask or think in mind for us. But if you've got a certain expectation, you usually find what you're looking for. Yeah. But if you lower your expectations, say, God, I have so much faith in you that you're going to do good for me. I'm not even going to put a limit on what I think it needs to look like. Okay. I can go with that. I'm yeah. going to trust that you're going to bring me something exceedingly above, again, abundantly far above all we could ever ask to think according to your work, that is a, your your power, that is at work in me, which is the verse. Um, and... And you just go in with an openness. It's really an openness, I think, is what what faith is, an openness to what God wants to show you is real. But if you've got certain color glasses or a little tunnel vision, you know, I call it toilet paper rolls over your eyes, or you got the yeah. trying to look through a toilet paper roll like it looks like, a binoc- like binoculars, but really it's just limiting your thing, your view. That's what I think it is. So, yeah, so maybe sometimes faith is just saying, all right, God, I'm not, I'm an I believe you got more, but I don't care what it looks like, even if it looks like less.
1: I'm going to run hard after you and trust that where that takes me is going to be the very best place for me to be.
0: Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.